How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. All right. Well, we are talking, of course, Avengers Endgame yet again. So again, if you were expecting <laughs> Batman and Harley Quinn, which I have now said will be the next week's podcast twice now, um, I don't know why I didn't think we were going to want to talk about the movie after having seen it, but for some reason, I forgot. So <laughs> yeah, we're, we're idiots, but also, I mean, it's just bad timing when literally the biggest movie of all time arguably comes out. Right. We got to talk about right. it. Right. So we're talking about it just like everyone else is, so... There's not going to be anything different you're going to hear from us than you've heard from everybody else, but we don't care. So, um, I I honestly have no idea how to even start unpacking this. I know. Um, be, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Do, <laughs> do we just talk moments? Do we talk chronologically? Do we? I don't. I don't honestly know. So I'm asking for your input. I mean, I I don't think we can do chronologically just because the movie is so <laughs> long, so much happens. It spans, you know, such a wide time range. Uh, and again, I've only seen it once. Mark has seen it twice. Uh, right. So I, I, and again, so much happens in the movie. Even the final battle, I'm trying to remember like every awesome moment. And it's like, oh, it's like so impossible. Many. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think maybe just give our initial reaction, like initial thoughts, and then we can kind of go into moments. I, uh, well, okay. Um, well, initial thoughts were it i mean i don't see how you could end the mcu any better i, I mean even remotely better i i honestly can't i can't think of anything really that i would have changed i can't really think of anything that could have been better uh, at no point did i ever go like oh they shouldn't have done that or Oh, they should have done this. That was never in my mind, really, at any point watching. Now, I will get into something that did hamper my original experience a little bit in just a second. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, th this is perfect. It's perfect ending of the biggest movie franchise in history. And, and I, I feel like it that's 100% accurate because, I mean, what, what are you going to say? Star Wars? No. no. This is way bigger than Star Wars. This yeah, is Jay bigger than everything. This is bigger than Harry Potter. This is oh, bigger yeah. than every film franchise that there is. Yeah, it, it's even surpassed James Bond. James Bond had, uh, well, it hasn't. James Bond. We're about to have our twenty fifth James Bond right. movie. Yeah, so, so not it, not as many, I guess. Not but, as many, but it, it has outgrossed the entire James Bond franchise billions upon billions over. Yeah, and and again, like it, it will pass twenty five movies. You know, especially with the the sequels coming out. Oh but, yeah, I for mean, sure. It is, yeah, it is easily the biggest movie, I mean, ending to the biggest franchise of all time. Again, we know they're going to continue on, but this is really the true ending that people are, people care about. I mean, this is the end of the Avengers. This is the end of everything they built up since the beginning. Uh, no, uh, one, 100%. And, you know, obviously they're going to make more movies. Uh, that's not going to stop 
But no, I, I wish it would. But to me, it's done. I mean, the yeah. the MCU is over, and yes, there's going to be more. Yes, and whatever, and they they're that's probably like they're probably going to be good. They're probably going to be yeah. good. What that that's not the point. The, the point is, yeah. it's done. the The original thing, the path that was started, it is over. Yeah, and and it was it was finished perfectly. Yeah, to me, like any movie that comes out after this, like you know, Black Panther two, Doctor Strange two, and it, it, that turns out awesome, it's just like icing on the cake. It's like oh, okay, one hundred percent. I got everything I wanted. I am completely satisfied. If you want to give me another cool sequel, that's fine. But part of me wishes if they would just end it with this, wait a couple years, and then do a whole new MCU. But of course, now they can use the X Men in it as well, and all those characters. And- right. You know, all that stuff. But I mean, but I just like watching the movie. So many moments happen that you just assumed would never happen. Yeah. Like, I, I still can't wrap my head around the fact that I saw freaking, I mean, uh, so many things. Like, I mean, we'll get into them. But I mean, yeah, like, I don't, I don't see how you could be disappointed at all. I mean, I'm sure you can you can nitpick the time travel to death like you can with any movie. Sure. Uh, there are there some conveniences that need to happen sure you know for plot sake but i mean just in terms of how the the core characters are ended even if it's kind of open book like hawkeye and hulk and stuff like that and thor i mean the the conclusion the cap and iron man is is perfect but for both yep. and like because i like everyone had their theories you everyone assumed at least one of them would die right and, and to me the perfect one died and the perfect one had the perfect ending that he could have ever asked for. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. I didn't see the cap thing coming. Um, I should have. I was so mad at myself. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, yeah, you can't argue with, I mean, well, I guess you could, but to me, it was the right decision and it was done very well. Oh yeah. I mean, cause I mean, I guess we could talk about yeah, the beginning of the movie. Like I talk about, um, the subversion that happens at the end of civil war where they kind of tease, Oh, there are five more winter soldiers. You think it's going to be one big fight between them and Iron Man and Tony and whatever, where uh cap and buck, but you know, it ends up being completely different. And the beginning of this movie is a lot like that. Cause like the, the best part is, you know, we, we need nothing from the trailers, right? There was like no footage released. It was great. And so you think you just think, okay, it's going to be about them going after Thanos. So then, somehow getting the infinity gauntlet back and, and undoing everything. Dude, they find Thanos in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, they, they do real quickly. Um, yeah, no, I, I loved the, the beginning of this movie. It was done so well and I'm so happy that they committed to this because yeah. this so easily could have been By the glossed over. And then in doing so would have, basically negated everything that happened in infinity war i agree yeah but instead they dragged it out for like the first third of the movie to fully solidify the impact that the ending of the previous movie had and it just made to me this movie made in-game even better with the way it dealt with the with what happened i mean it made those stakes so much higher knowing what actually is at stake and what actually happens you're right because yeah because you know that was the complaint a lot of people had at the end of infinity war was oh well we all know they're all coming back so what's the point my biggest problem with infinity war the first time i saw it biggest thing as soon as i saw black panther get get decimated 
I was I was out of the whole. It, it ruined. I mean, it didn't ruin it as far as that, but like I was no longer invested. I had no emotional impact. It had no weight to me whatsoever. Once Black Panther got got dusted, that that movie just made. Well, what was it like the highest second, like the highest grossing Marvel movie before Infinity War or whatever? Like, it, yeah. it was dumb to me. I was like, why in the world? Would you do that? Like, it takes all the suspense away, at least for me it did. Because I was like, 100% he's coming back. Like, there's not even a chance that this is sticking. So, to me, that that hurt. Now, I I get why they did it, because they wanted to put these characters together. I understand. But at the time, it did hurt the ending, to me at least. Yeah, it did it hurt me. And I saw someone bring up the great point. They're like, it, it doesn't hurt because, again, like, you're... There is a suspension of disbelief because you know they're all coming back because, yeah, they killed off Spider-Man, Black Panther, all the new ones. But it's not about them being gone. It's about how the characters are left dealing with that grief and dealing with that shock and dealing with that loss. And that's what, again, the whole third of this movie is about because right after they find Thanos, uh, Thor just cuts off his head, which is great. And he's like, yeah, I went for the head this time. It, it, It cuts to black. And then it just slowly comes up five years later. When I came up, everyone in my theater just gasped like what? Yeah. Well, but at the same time, going back to that moment is it's just, it's so well done because Thor to him is the one is it's his fault that all this happened to him. It is. He had the best chance of preventing this and couldn't do it. And so, so in that moment, even in that moment, it's not like a victorious moment. No, it's completely a, hollow. Right. It's it's a that didn't help anything moment. Yeah, because like like we see Thanos, he's like hobbled because you know after using the Infinity Gauntlet, it like burned half his body, and like he's just living like a farmer, you know. And so they they break in, they chop off his arm, just you know beat the crap out of him. And then they kill him, and it's like there's nothing to be had because the the Infinity Stones are gone. They can't bring anybody back, and so right because he destroyed like, he destroyed them. Right, that's how they find him. Yeah, so which so yeah, which so another thing you know that he knew they were going to find him when he destroyed oh yeah. them. Yeah, that's that's a great part about Thanos. Talking about him is like I was thinking about the scene later on where they they tap into uh, Nebula's like memory and they and they see like her future self. And that's how Thanos in this movie finds out about basically that he's going to end up using the Infinity Gauntlet, doing what he set out to do. And then as they fast forward, they find the footage of him dying. And I just love how he's like unfazed by it. Like he, he's watching himself die in the future, be killed. And he's like, that's destiny. And it's like, right, dude, we, we like in the Russo brothers talk about how they wanted to make the Darth Vader of this generation with Thanos. And I think they absolutely have. Now, I, I do want to ask you this, though. Do you think Thanos was, I don't know how to say this, cheapened any once we got to the second half and on of this movie? Because, again, uh, to me, the biggest difference is uh, Infinity War was about Thanos. You yeah. saw everything from his perspective. You got to see all that character. And in this movie, it's not. It's from everyone no. else. It's from Nebula. And so you're seeing him in a different light and it makes him look very different, very differently, almost like, and I think that was a good point is the Darth Vader point. Think about seeing, uh, of course, it's, it's almost impossible for us to do it. But if, if you had seen just the first Star Wars movie or Darth Vader was the bad guy 
There was nothing else to pull from. You just knew him as the bad guy. And then now, you know, once you see the story and everything, you, you look at him differently. Do you think any of that is the same as kind of how Thanos was, but almost opposite where they showed you the, the, like, the, the quote unquote human side, even though he's not, but, but the human yo, side yeah, first and then the violent side. Do you think it almost would would have been, I mean, I, it wouldn't have worked here, but do you think it almost is more effective to see more the violent side first and then the human side? To me, it takes away from the viciousness a little bit. See, I disagree. I, I don't, I don't think so. I, I actually like how it's the opposite. It's, this is the human side first, the kind of reasoning, logic behind it. Again, just kind of that completely unmotivated by emotion. You know, when he talks about basically committing genocide, is is for him is at random, it's not malicious, it's you know almost merciful in his mind. But then in this movie, because and so we and we see what that leads to in Infinity War, which is you know half the freaking population of the universe being wiped out, and so you know what the stakes are. You know what he's eventually going to get to. So when you do kind of see him in this movie as a more malicious and kind of classically evil, to me, it's not Rob because I know that 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 same character from Infinity War is still in there. And that same reasoning is in there. Like, I don't I don't like to me, you just be kind of treading familiar territory if you kind of went back into his his more rational side, you know. And also he's his character is different. Because of the situations that that go. He's from the past. He hasn't quite experienced the same thing. He realizes he's successful. He realizes it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. So there's a lot of reasons there, too. Oh, Um, and and someone brought the point that, like, you know, in Infinity War, he never, like, he he never really goes out of his way to kill someone unless they're a threat. He views them as a threat. And so they bring up, you know, the fact that he snaps Loki's neck at first. And in his final battle with Iron Man, you know, he's he's kicking Iron Man's ass, but everyone else he just kind of kills nonchalantly. And even at the end, when he doesn't even need to kill the other Avengers to get the vision, you know, he's just at that point, he knows he's going to get it and he's just knocking him out of the way. In this one, he is way more like uh, it's, it's like it's almost personal for him as we see the final battle. Right. You know, where he he tells Cap, like, I usually just kill half the people, but you people have pissed me off so much that. I'm just doing this for my own pleasure. So, I, well, I, mean, I wouldn't go that far, but he said he was going to enjoy it this yeah. time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like you could argue, he's doing that because you know, in Infinity War, as he's getting each new stone, he's becoming more confident and kind of more. I don't know, like you know, he he can see like the goalpost approaching for him. Whereas in this movie, you know, he he doesn't get the gauntlet until basically the very end, which even then he doesn't get as we find out. Right. And so, and because of that, because they keep ripping the gauntlet away and because they keep throwing obstacles in front of him, he's like more impatient and just more pissed off in a way. So I, I don't mind it at all. Now, another thing I wanted to talk while we're talking about Thanos here. Um, and one thing that I didn't really think about at first, but I have probably watched and listened to a billion different things on this movie in the past week. And I thought this was a fair point. So, if you think back to Infinity War, like, Thanos is a titan. He's already, he's super powerful already. Um, but pretty much the whole movie, we see him with the Infinity Gauntlet. Or at least Infinity Stones. Not not all of them, obviously, till the end. But he's powered up with these stones. And he's pretty much just wiping 
I, I mean, he, he's pretty much wiping out everybody until the ending where it seems like at least Thor seems to over, I mean, Thor beats him. I mean, he overmatches him at the end. He just obviously didn't go for the head, but he overmatches him and beats him fairly quickly, you know, especially with Stormbreaker and everything. In this movie, he has no Infinity Stones ever. Every Avenger is going after him. And he's like, it almost looks like he's fighting him off even easier than in the other movie. Well, I would argue freaking Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch almost kills him single-handedly true. to the point where where he's like fearing for his life. And then, and then like... That's true. I mean, she's literally laying a smack on him to the point where he asks his, his army to start firing onto the battlefield by killing his own men because... We actually see him in fear. And then, of course, you know, Captain Marvel freaking, you know, gives him a run for his well, money. Well, I'm so. more I, thinking I, of the fact that he pretty much, he pretty much almost kills Thor. And, and it seems like Stormbreaker is completely ineffective when it was like 1 million percent effective in the last movie. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I've seen some people like, so let's talk about Thor. What do you think about how they did him in this movie? Boy, okay. Uh, you talk about throwing up i mean a huge uh, risk i guess you could yeah. you could put it i mean i cannot respect them enough for that i mean okay. and and they 100% committed didn't oh, yeah. back out like once i realized that i have the utmost respect for that i i liked it a lot i mean we again we saw thor go through a 180 degree change in ragnarok where the character was basically blah and Chris Hemsworth was kind of bored. Everyone was kind of sick of it. He wasn't really bringing anything enjoyable to the table anymore. Right. Right. And so they just totally went in opposite direction, made pretty much a brand new character and he became the comedy relief, which was very surprising and worked. It was amazing. I mean, Chris Hemsworth is an incredible comedic actor. His timing with everybody, (laughs) <laughs> is perfect you know yeah. him with hulk was great you know it was all great and um and so now the character revitalized <laughs> you know this idea was 100 percent chris hemsworth's idea where he's just like i want to do something else yeah uh I and mean, uh, we, we were joking it's more likely it's just for an excuse for him to not have to work out as much like, <laughs> God, just put me in a fat costume well but at the same time he has to be thor at the beginning of the movie but, oh, yeah, uh, no. no, I mean, obviously, yeah, there's just like some, you know, he's still Chris Hemsworth under there. They just put some right. fat makeup on him and stuff. It's, it's hilarious. And actually, I think I wonder if his part of it is in response to how he was in Infinity War. And that, like you said, like he almost pretty much defeats Thanos pretty easily when he has Stormbreaker at the end. Right. So I wonder if in a way it was them kind of nerfing him for this movie. Because, yeah, it might have been. Like, you know, and and I think you're right. Like I agree, it's, it was a huge risk. I know for some people it, it did not work for them. I I, I thought it was great because it was not only probably the funniest part of the movie anytime he was on screen, but it, I I think if you think about his character, and, and even though he is he was humbled in like Thor Ragnarok, he still thinks very highly of himself. Right. So you can imagine him being the one to screw up the most by you know having the chance to kill Thanos and failing. Right. He would he would take it the hardest in this self-flagellation, gluttonous, you know, complete fall into depravity, you know. So, like, to me, that's kind of within his character. They just go from, like, the the most powerful being to one of the most pathetic beings, you know. Well, also, think about the 
the buildup that he's had to go through over the yeah. past couple of movies. Really, really, really over the past two movies. I mean, you go from Thor Ragnarok, where all of Asgard he had to watch get destroyed. Yeah. Most of his people killed. Then he saw the other half of his people killed by Thanos, including yep. his, like, best friend. And brother. then... Yeah, and brother. And then he fails killing Thanos and sees half of all of the world destroyed. Yeah, so, I mean, so think it, about the buildup that he's had to go through emotionally and mentally... I mean, he just, of course he would break. Yeah, yeah. To me, it makes total sense. And, and yeah, the fact that they used it for laughs, like, that wasn't the sole purpose behind it. You could right. tell. It wasn't just, oh, let's do fu- something funny with Thor. It's I like, think no, that was, like, 80% of the reason, though. Because it sure. kind of seemed like, like, it seemed like a lot of this was hedged on that initial joke. And, mm-hmm. and it seemed like there were times when you could kind of, Almost feel a little bit of all right. Well, what do we do now? Like, like a couple of times sure. w- w- with it, but but ultimately, I think it, it was it was successful, and I think it it furthered not just Thor, but it furthered the story as well. Well, I like how, like you said, they they completely committed to it because I was kind of expecting them to. Right after Thanos shows up on Earth, he destroys the freaking compound, and it's you know Steve, uh, Iron Man, and Hulk. Or uh, Thor, who kind of see him, you know, waiting there for him. And then uh, Thor, you know, he pulls out Stormbreaker, he pulls out Mjolnir, and he, like, he gets the lightning. Part of me was expecting, like, once the lightning came for him to snap into right. old Thor mode, and, and he did it. <laughs> he, he stayed fat. Yeah, he, did. <laughs> he did. His beard got braided, and that was about it. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but man. that was it. Yeah, no, I, I was very happy with that. And um, also, also... We got some great moments with that. Uh, oh we got God. we got a wonderful cameo from Creature Comfort Creature Comforts Tropicalia, um, which was nice to see. Did you notice that? No. What are you talking about? Okay, I know uh, you you don't drink beer. Um, I mean, and neither do I. But I worked at a golf course for four years, and uh, well, Athens, Georgia, where I went to school at the University of Georgia, um, it has two huge breweries there. One is uh, Creature Comforts, and one is called Terrapin, and it's huge, especially in the state of Georgia. And of course, uh, all Marvel movies since Civil War, I believe, have been filmed yeah. in Georgia. And right. so they did a huge <laughs> close-up on Creature Comforts' most popular beer called Tropicalia. In uh, when Thor comes back to the mansion. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. that it's that orange and blue beer can, and okay. they linger on it for works. a while. And that is uh, that's what that oh, is. So that nice. was nice to see. It's a nice it's a nice throw into the state of Georgia right there. And also, apparently, Chris Hemsworth and the Russo brothers are huge fans of uh, of that beer, um, oh, and 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 got a lot of it while they were filming down there. So <laughs> it was a nice little cameo to see, and I was pretty happy um, I, just, I to, that just was, to see that. I wonder if that was like part of the reason too. Is like Chris Hemsworth just kept drinking it. And kept drinking it. <laughs> Like, dude, if you keep drinking it, you're going to be out of shape for the movie. You'll be like, well, just write me faster. <laughs> like, all I right. Would, I would accepted. love if that actually was the case. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Oh, man. But, and then also we got, we got uh, Meek and Korg back. Oh, which are yeah, I was so happy. Great character, uh, great characters from, uh, from Ragnarok. Man, Ragnarok. I don't understand how, but every time Korg speaks it is the funniest thing in the world every word he says makes me laugh i mean because he's sitting there playing fortnite and he's just like hey thor uh guy's back and he's 
He's I forgot what he said. He's making fun of me again. Thor just grabs him and just starts yelling at him. Then he's like, I will find you in your mother's basement and whatever. And then he, he just goes, thanks, though. And just goes back to it. Yeah, I just don't know what it is. It's just the most, my, like... That was one of my dead. favorite parts of the whole movie is just his, thanks, though. And just going right back to it. And it killed me. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess we should just keep going with some of the, the best moments. I mean... Like, oh, okay. well, oh, hang on, hang on. Um, oh. let, let's talk about the plot a little bit okay. uh, if you want to do that, because that that's kind of a big deal. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And there, there's a lot there. So we kind of figured time travel would have to be used somehow just because. And um, and I think most people were like, oh, they'll use the stone or whatever. Well, they threw that out right at the beginning. And so we're which all I, like, which I was glad. oh, me too. Me too. And so we're all like, all right, how are they going to do this? And then Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out, and I uh, realized, okay, they're going to use the quantum realm. Right. We get uh, we get Ant-Man, who a rat steps on the thing, and he blows out of the van, which I thought was hilarious. And yeah, I, I, some people have complained about that, but, like, that's kind of the convenience you have to to kind of be like, okay, well, somehow that, that machine had to get triggered. Well, and, and also, it, like, it didn't happen right away. It, t- it happened exactly. five years five later, years. you know. Yeah. So I'm totally fine with that. Uh, my favorite part of that is we got a cameo from Ken Jeong, which just yep. <laughs> continues with the community cameos. Up and community cameos. then later we get Yvette Nicole Brown That's um, right. when they go back to the 70s. So now we have had out of the community stars, we have now had Yvette Nicole Brown. We've had Ken Jeong. We had Jim Rash in Civil War. We had Donald Glover in um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming. We had Danny Pudi in Winter Soldier. And no, I no Allison Brie or um... no. No Joel yeah, McHale, no Allison Brie, no Gillian Joe Jacobs, um, but pretty much everyone else. We've had five out of, I guess, like the eight, uh, eight or nine, I guess nine big characters. You're not going to get Chevy Chase in one of these, but um, uh, yeah, want to. Yeah. So we have more than half now because, of course, the Russo brothers directed a ton of community episodes, which yeah. is my favorite TV show of all time. So I That's was very happy with that. I was very not happy that he didn't even say a word. You know that there had to have been stuff cut. Because how in the world do you not have Kim Jong say a single word with oh, how yeah, freaking it. hilarious he is? Um, I mean, yeah, who knows how much deleted scenes there are, especially for a movie that's already three hours. Right, like. of course, of course. But anyway, that that was nice to see. But yeah, yeah. So, so basically Scott comes up with the idea where – because for him, he was down there for five years. It felt like just five hours because time works different, differently. So because of that, they should be able to navigate it. Um, in the quantum realm, and uh, we we get that one little bit of him being smart, and then it's 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 all done, and then there's no more of <laughs> of Scott Lang being smart. <laughs> yeah, then then they have to go to Tony. <laughs> right, of course. Um, but even before that, just kind of the whole feel of everything. You know, we have just this wow, yeah. dour. The world has not recovered. You know, the world is not moving on very well from this. What, as yeah, how could wow, could it when what three billion people? Um, I mean, it, it hasn't fallen into like Mad Max post apocalyptic, uh, right. but it is, it is like, but it's not I mean, in good shape. Um, everyone's no, God, no. still f- reeling from it, and everyone's kind of doesn't know what to do. Even five years later, nobody really knows what to do. I mean, yeah, you have, great. you know, you have a, a scene with, with Cap trying basically channeling Falcon and. Yeah, like oh, a, that's right. Holding the support group there, which is kind of nice. Um, With one of the Russos making a cameo. <laughs> yeah, which I think he's been in like, I think he's, he's been, been in all of them, all of them that, that they've directed. Yeah. 
Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier. And Infinity War, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he was actually cut from Infinity War now that I think about I it. I think say, it was I a deleted scene. I think it was a deleted yeah. scene. Um, gotcha. Anyway, but yeah, that was nice. It's always him, too. It's never the other one. That's weird. But, uh, anyway. Um, so, you know, he's not really moving on. Black Widow's trying to lead something of like the, the, the group. The Avengers are left are trying to like keep the peace, not just here, Kinda, but in all yeah. like, the galaxy. So... Yeah. yeah, they're like the security force, kind of. And one of her big things, of course, is trying to find Clint Barton as well, who we find out. Actually, that's a great beginning to that movie, we, Yeah, too. we didn't talk about the beginning of this. We didn't, oh and I could talk about Hawkeye forever. But, um, yeah, you know, we see him with his family, which doesn't really make sense why it's daytime when they were fighting during this daytime in Wakanda, which is on the other side of the world. But, anyway, um, and the thing that bugs me is they aged his daughter, like, seven years and it, it yeah. really bugs me and nobody else has taught has even mentioned it his daughter lila is younger than the son in age of ultron and and she's like like seven or eight and then four year uh, five years later which is when infinity war is it's five years after age of ultron she's like gotcha. she's like 15 and older than the son and it's a different actress and yeah. nobody has mentioned this that they totally aged her a ton, and it really bugged me, but but it was fine. Um, anyway, and we see the whole family get dusted. That's a very emotional scene, and that's that's a really well done. Jeremy yeah. Renner's awesome. Um, and so then later we find out that Hawkeye is basically turned into uh, Punisher, yeah, for for lack of a better term. And yeah. he's pissed off just at everything, and he's going and killing all the criminals that survived the snap, because why should they live and his family not? Yeah, you, you can kind of understand where he's coming from. Oh, yeah. No, it's very understandable, and it's a great character arc for this character who yeah. they've done basically nothing with the entire time, which has really pissed me off. Um, the only time you get any character or anything is really in uh, Age of Ultron, right. and that's pretty much it. So it, yeah, it was it's, nice it's like to the, see. The, like the first, like the first Avengers, he got shortchanged, yep. you know, being mind control the whole thing. Yeah. The third Avengers, he wasn't even in. So right. it's like the, the the following two Avengers always have to like make up for his lack of like screen time and stuff. And at least this movie, they they gave him a lot, and he's he's actually integral in right. the, in the last part of this movie. It's great. But, yeah. No, they give him several parts. They they obviously they. They have him, you know, he has the Ronin stuff and is kill, killing everybody, which is a freaking amazing scene. scene with the Yakuza or uh, whoever yeah, yeah. he's taken out. That is awesome. Probably one yeah, of the one more shot. violent Marvel scenes we've seen. Yeah, they show a guy's throat gets sliced. Yeah. You did not think you would see that in a Marvel movie. No, no. So that was uh, that was awesome. Um, you know, obviously we get a great scene with him in Black Widow. We'll talk about that a little bit late in just a minute. And then uh, but he's, he's the first one to, to test the, the yeah, time travel. Yep, he's the one to test the time travel, and then of course he's it's the like, one to recover the Infinity Gauntlet in the end, also. So yeah, he's he's the MVP at the end, really. Yeah, they give him a ton of stuff, which I was very happy to see because it's a character yeah. that I think is an. He's, he's one of my favorite superheroes of all time, right behind Batman and Spider-Man, and uh, it's it's just nice to see him get more. And then, you know, we'll see what they do with the, the miniseries that's supposed to be yeah. on Disney+, Plus and hoping we get to see even more. But anyway. That'd be great. Um, yeah, so all that's going on. They, they figure out about time travel, and 
okay, again, you can nitpick, nitpick the time travel a ton. The only thing that bugs me is they go out of their way to be like, this is different, and then nothing is different from the way time travel usually works in yeah. most movies. They pretty oh, much sure. throw out all their own rules. But they do, I think it was funny how when Hulk is like trying to explain it, and he's like, all these, and he starts naming all these movies, yeah, yeah. where he's like, Back to the Future, all these movies, you know, and I love that they mentioned uh, freaking Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, that was wonderful, yeah. my dad cheered, and was the only one in the whole theater that cheered during that, which was really funny, <laughs> um, and that was great, all the, all the references, and he's like, yeah, none of those, that's not the way time travel works, basically, he's trying to say that if you affect something in the past, it doesn't affect you, your future at all, it doesn't right. change any of that. So basically what I'm assuming is it just creates all these alternate things, which again ties into, I guess, the multiverse type Yeah, yeah. Theory. And, and um, Tilda Swinton, the ancient one, kind of yeah. kind of outlines that a little bit more later on when, when Hulk is trying to get the time stone from her during the, the Battle of New York. We see that she's in the sanctum, of course. This is before Doctor Strange. And it's actually cool. We kind of get to see that she was around and doing stuff while that was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he, yeah, he tries to get the time stone from her, and she kind of tells you that, yeah, it's like when you when you change something, you don't, you know, just wipe out that timeline, but you create a new one, and thus, you know, you also have to make sure that that new one isn't screwed, you know. So right, J- just because you know now she is in this particular timeline, and yeah. so that particular timeline would be screwed if they don't. So they have to return the stones at the end. But anyway, um, but I love how quickly Hulk like just blows through it so we're all sitting there like wait what and then it just moves on we forget about it (laughs) yeah that's definitely that's definitely why i want to see at least one more time because yeah when they start going back in time especially when you get like a couple hops like into the 70s it's like okay all right hold on like you know it moves pretty fast for anybody and like i'm one of those people who i can follow game of thrones easily despite all the characters and settings i know a lot of people will get kind of jumbled by it but even this movie i was like all right, I need to I need a moment to process all this, but yeah, and it, even it, it, even I couldn't remember all that, so it drove me nuts when Nebula shoots herself and then it's fine. I was so yeah. confused. I was like, wait, wait, what? That would have been such a great scene if like she knows this and so she's gonna sacrifice herself by killing her. Yeah, that's like one. I was like that would have been awesome. And then and then so and my first viewing was all jumbled up with with a lot of that, but it, that was cleared up a little bit more in the second one. It's still I don't think it's ever fully clear, but again, no. that's not the that's point. Not the point. No. It's not the point, and that's fine. But they need Tony's help. We find out Tony has a family, has a daughter um, with Pepper. You know, is living, is trying to basically forget everything and move on. Is happy with it. And doesn't want to come back into doesn't want to come back into this, which makes yeah. sense. Yeah, um, he, he has something to lose now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that's whole aspect. Um, but again, it doesn't leave. It never left him. As much as he tried, it wasn't going to work. It just wasn't. He he's wired as a problem solver. That's in his DNA. That's who he is. I mean, that's that's who he's been in every single movie. It's been like, how can I fix this? Yeah, you know, and so even and I like how he's even the way I see it is he's already working on time travel stuff. Yeah. I, like, I don't think this is the first time he's tried it when we see him that's do a, that in the movie. That's, a, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, you're probably right. I think he's already tried all of this, but he but ultimately this is the one thing he can never quite figure out is the Pym particles that that was something yeah. that was above him. Hank Pym was above him in that and he can never right. get that part. So once that part was introduced. 
then he was able to figure everything out. You're um, probably right. That's a good, that's a great point. So that, that, that's kind of what I thought. And I heard some other, I heard some other people kind of talking about that and fleshing that out a little bit more as well. Um, but ultimately we get them, you know, the time travel is going to happen and you know, they, they plan out where all the stones are going to be or the, the easiest way to get them. But then we basically get back to the future too, when they said that it wasn't like back to the future too, <laughs> where they all go back to the previous movies and I remember once I realized this was going to happen and was watching this, I was kind of like, eh, like, oh, I, don't, really? I don't know if this is a great idea. I, I just was a little bit kind of eh about it because yeah. this is so easy to make really dumb. And, yeah. and so I was, I was a little worried my first time, but of course it, it was, it's, it's great. <laughs> it, it was it was a perfect yeah you know, it was a perfect blend of like you know everyone who like all the reactions I saw this movie before I saw it everyone's like it's the perfect love letter yes. to the entire MCU and, and like when they go back to New York and all the different movies it it is like that it's it's it rode that line perfectly on nostalgia but not just oh just showing you the same thing for nostalgia's sake it's like. Just a perfect blend of seeing the familiar, but also new stuff. Well, think about it. We didn't see any scene that we'd already seen, really, at all. It it was either the tail, like right at the beginning, or the tail end. We didn't actually see see any scenes replayed. No, I mean, like you see, like an alternate views of like when they when they catch Loki at the end, and he's like, "I'll take that drink." And of course, we see the the alternate. The alternate view of uh, the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy when, <laughs> when Peter is dancing is hilarious because they, of course, can't hear the music and they just see this guy singing to himself. Like, it's great. Oh, that was such a great... That was one of the funniest lines of the movie, too. When oh, they're yeah. sitting there and they're just... You see, you know, you see the beginning of the movie and you can hear the music and then all of a sudden it cuts to... To War Machine, cut. War Machine, and Nebula. and Nebula watching him, and then he just turns to Nebula and goes, "So he's an idiot." <laughs> She's like, "Yes." <laughs> but oh, but we got to talk about when they're in New York. Um, so they're trying to get the Tesseract, of course, you know, from from uh, Stark Tower. You know, as it's about to go into Shield's hands, dude. The freaking callback to Winter Soldier was so good. <laughs> Oh yes, because we see we see the the case get delivered to with uh, Crossbones and uh, Jasper Sitwell. Well, even before other- that, just uh, the the Hulk moment was great. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they're but, um, they're going down the elevator and it's like no 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 you you can't do this. He's so he's mad. Take, he's take the stairs. <laughs> and then they yeah, cut so- back to it like twice, and he's just he's still walking down the stairs. That Giant was great. Skyscraper. But yeah, so so Cap is trying to go after the staff that, of course, we know Hydra ends up getting, that you know ends up creating Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. But he's in the elevator with all those same guys, and he's like, you know, trying to ask for it. He's like, oh no, the director told me. You can tell they're all like, uh, no. And you think it's about to be another awesome <laughs> elevator fight scene, and like you're just waiting for him to say before we get started to say one one get out, and then brilliantly he just goes, I got it, guys. Hail Hydra. <laughs> and he just walks out with it. And oh my God, we, everybody in my theater cheered because it was, it was so, such a great little, again, like great little callback, but it's not just, you know, oh, here, here's this again. It's something different, at least. A well, also bit. a comic callback as well to the, yeah, yeah. The exactly. big deal that was a couple years ago in the comics with uh, Captain America and Hydra. 
Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. Oh, it was it was wonderful. Um, it, it just it just how many people they were able to get back, like actor wise, like Natalie almost, Portman. Every, well, I don't think that scene was filmed. I think that was from like a Thor. unused footage. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure that was footage from Thor: The Dark World. Um, <laughs> but but no, but I mean, so, but you're right. So many people. They got Robert Redford back of all people. Renee Russo. Yeah, they got Rene Russo back. They got Tilda Swinton back. I mean. Everybody. all everyone um yeah all all the the hydra people pretty yep. much they got back um yeah so that's that's definitely a good point and then but of course talking about um captain america so <laughs> then then we get captain america running into old captain america in that god awful suit in that horrible suit <laughs> just, I, I love how they kind of poke fun about it too like but they how didn't bad poke fun at the right part they didn't yeah. just be like the suit looks terrible. They were yeah, just like they, you don't they look. They did have that it. funny line about his ass. <laughs> that yes, and then they call back that at the end of that, which is pretty funny. Um, but I that that fight was great, and I do, and again, it makes sense. This Captain America should probably beat up the old Captain America, oh, who, yeah. who's been out of the ice for what <laughs> uh, a couple weeks, a couple maybe. weeks, and then this other one's been through all these other things. So of course this one should be able to win, but he almost doesn't even still. Yeah, but he had, of course he uses the the Bucky's still alive to get the upper hand. It's like, yeah, yeah. that would that would shock him. And then use the uh, the spear to put him to sleep. So that was, oh yeah, uh, yeah, that was smart. That was that was pretty funny. Yeah, another thing we didn't talk about is how there is not a lot of action in this movie. There's there's really not, which is crazy because I mean you look at three hundred and fifty million dollars opening weekend, like, and there's not a whole lot of action in this three hour movie. I mean, to be I'm honest, after after they kill Thanos, is the next action Hawkeye killing the Yakuza? I think so. I mean, that's a long time. That's like I don't remember, I don't know exactly how long, but it's at least half an hour or so yeah. without any action whatsoever. And even then, like it's like that that seems pretty quick. The fight with Cap is pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, what else is there? You get a brief kind of fight with Nebula and Gamora on some planet, but there is really not a big action scene until the end. They pretty much hold off all of the action and then just throw it in all at once, and it's amazing. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that also. Um, we got an awesome Stanley cameo when they go back to the seventies. Yeah, which his was, last uh, cameo. Yeah, yeah, which was uh, that was that was awesome. Um, I'm I was glad little, it was for this movie too. Yeah, me too. Just... But I was personally a little disappointed that they didn't. I was really hoping at the end during the funeral when it's panning down and just showing uh, everybody, I was really hoping somehow they would have shown Stan Lee in that. But of course that breaks a lot yeah. of stuff, but I was really hoping that was going to be there, but it, but it wasn't, but um, yeah, or like something like he's working like the catering at the funeral, like something like that. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I know what you mean, but yeah, if, if he was standing there, people would be like, Oh wait, all right, okay, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I get it, but Although I kind of was hoping back- there was a nod somehow. Yeah, I guess we'll talk more about it soon later. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so they got all that. They get all the stones, um, or but, well, not quite. So Lo- yeah, Loki. Yeah, Loki steals the tesseract. We talked about that, so that's why they have to go back to the seventies, and that's of course I'm assuming how they'll set up the Loki uh, Disney Plus show somehow that it'll right cause, have to cause do with that. Because he's dead in in their timeline, but in that one he lives. So uh, yeah, that will be the one they use for his show. Because right, I was yeah, they, so. they announced it. Yeah, uh, and then of course for the other one we had the Stole Stone, which 
to me, I, I, I'm kind of confused. So, were, were they just really lucky that they sent Hawkeye and Black Widow <laughs> this? Because I was thinking, I was like, what if they sent like Hulk and Ant-Man yeah, no, to go get the Soul Stone? It'd be like, uh, well, I don't really love you, sorry. And, I, I mean, they would have been screwed. I mean, they would have been screwed up until Tony and Cap went back to the 70s and got more of the uh, pin particle. Because, yeah, they, they say they, they each only have enough of the particle to one jump and come back. So, right. But, yeah, if they, if they had gone with two people who weren't, like, you know, who didn't love each other. But at the same <laughs> time, like, Nebula knows what – she knows this. Oh, yeah, at that point, yeah. So why yeah. would she have not – but there was never a scene of her, like, explaining this to anyone. Why w- wouldn't she, like, have told them this? But clearly well, she didn't because they didn't well, know. Well, she didn't know specifically. All all she knew was that he and uh, Thanos and Gamora went to Vormir, and he and he was the only one who came back. She may not have known that he had to sacrifice her because of the rules of the Soul Stone. It seemed like she know. knew what happened in Infinity War. So uh, I don't think so. Anyway, um, so that was fortunate. I heard a lot yeah. of people have a lot of issues with this. Yeah. I thought it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought I, it was I, fantastic. Um, I thought this was perfect. Of course, I'm also going to say that because I love the Hawkeye character. But to me, this made perfect sense. Um, I, I mean, I think this is the this is the way you do it. Everything Black Widow's done has been built up to this point, and I think the I think it was done perfectly. I thought that's I a perfect think- way for her character to wrap up, and and they had to tow a very tough line of how do we have one person die and not have it, you know be all on the other one or whatever, you know, right, right, right. E- e- even if it makes sense, just, you know, an audience mind or whatever, how, how to do that. And I think they did a good job with, because oh, th- yeah. they're both like, no, in the, each of their minds are like, I have to do this. Black Widow's like, I've done all this stuff. I've, you know, I'd never had a real family. Like, this is it. This is what I'm here for. And then you have Hawkeye who's like, I've just been butchering people for however long and I'm going to do whatever it takes to potentially write that and get my family back. So yeah, even if I'm not there for it. Right. So it all makes perfect sense. And then you have both of them just beating the crap out of each other, trying to get there. Now, now to me, okay. Since neither one of them actually sacrificed another one, how, how does that work? Uh, I mean, it says a soul for a soul, but it says I mean, you must give up what you love the most, but neither of them gave up anything i mean black widow did this herself so i was a little confused with the rules i mean sure as far as that goes but anyway it's uh really well done i think they do a really good job of your like you know you're finally like oh there goes hawkeye and then the last second they swerve it again that was very well done Um, yeah i know some people have some issues maybe because they're a little confused because we know a black widow movie's coming and That's the only thing that was a little uh, weird to me. Is just that. Yeah, that it's fact. just weird timing. Like her, her, sh- her movie should have come out years ago. Oh, for sure. Um, so I mean that that could be part of it. The other dumb criticism I've heard is that some crazy feminist has said that this movie does not give the female characters enough <laughs> to do, and I completely disagree. Oh, me too. You got her with the, one of the biggest arcs, and I think it was a perfect arc for her character. I agree. You got Nebula, who's become like the whole movie. Before. Yeah. And then you have Scarlet Witch just freaking stealing the show at the end, who who I say is the most underrated Avenger, but we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, we will, because I'm not a big fan of Scarlet Witch. But um, oh, what? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there <laughs> a little bit later. But uh, 
No, I, I totally agree. So I, I loved I loved that scene. I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought the emotion was great. I thought both both actors did a great job. Um, I'm glad because I, originally I thought like when that scene first happened in Infinity War, I'm like, oh, this is how Cap and Iron Man are going to have to undo everything and one of them's going to die. And I'm glad I'm glad it wasn't them who went. But I mean, yeah. that's the shade part is that like, you know, someone's got to go to Vormir and get the Soul Stone. And you're like, oh, crap. Right. So, uh, you know, Hawkeye's gets the soul stone. Um, so they have them all and, you know, we get a, a touching moment cause you know, Natasha's gone. Gone. And even Thor is freaking out and like, well, we just go back and get her and he, you know, and <laughs> Hawkeye's is like, no, this, this doesn't change like this. This is, this is permanent. And even Hulk gets that and everything. And those are the yeah. two closest to her. Yeah. Um, but now they have them all. And so they need to bring everybody back. And of course, everyone argues with that. You have Thor's like, of course, Thor's like, <laughs> I need to be the one because I, you know, he he's the, feels like this is his fault and and all that stuff, and I'm the strongest and all. But then of course, Hulk's like, no, I I need to do this. We didn't even talk about Professor Hulk. Um, yeah, yeah. The fact that the whole time, uh, Bruce Banner was able to merge his own conscience with the Hulk's body, which was nice to see. I thought that was done really well, and I enjoyed I- that. I, I enjoy it too, but I will say one of my only complaints is that, and I'm not even a Hulk fan. Like Hulk has never, has always been like my least favorite character. But right, I I, I can see because like Hulk, you know, in the first in Infinity War, we see him fight Thanos at first, get completely emasculated basically, and then right. he's in the Hulkbuster's army the whole time. And then in this one, we never see another great Hulk smash scene. Yeah, no, you're right. That's a fair but he, point. But he does. <laughs> they, even yeah, made, he, they even made fun of it when they go back to Avengers. And they're like, oh, yeah. shouldn't you smash stuff? And he just, like, doesn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, he's like a barbarian. <laughs> that was but, um, but he, I mean, he does essentially have one of the most important parts where he he's the one who brings back everybody. Yeah. But I, um, I, can, I can see some people complain about that. But, I mean, yeah, it's not like they, they ignore his character or don't give him anything to do. Because, yeah, I love Professor Hulk and – yeah and uh, but yeah, and he he makes one of the biggest sacrifices, arguably. Yeah, and he uh, he does the snap to bring to bring everyone back, and uh, it you know almost it almost kills him, very similar to what happened to Thanos, and it works. Everyone everyone comes back. Uh, you know, we see a bunch of birds, and we see uh, we see Hawkeye's, Hawkeye's wife, calling, wife him. calling him. Um, another character we didn't talk about enough was uh, Rocket. Who's uh, awesome yeah. throughout this whole movie again? Again, yeah, man, we forgot to talk all about the whole Thor scene when he goes back into Thor of the Dark World. Oh, Boy, God. they <laughs> they add a lot of stuff into Thor of the Dark World. Again, we're all over the place with this. Um, that was awesome. That was one of the, my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Uh, Fat Thor trying to like <laughs> sneak around Asgard because <laughs> they have to get the ether out of Natalie Portman. And and the whole time, Rocket's just trying to keep him in line because he's just a mess. Oh, yeah. Like, he's seen his mom alive. It's right before she's killed. And this is the day she gets killed. And so he's just going nuts. He's a wreck. And uh, Rocket's trying to snap back in. So he just slaps him in the face. And he's just like, look, you know, I lost the whole, the only family I ever had. He's like, I lost Quill. I lost Gamora. I lost the chick with the antenna. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that made me laugh so hard. He doesn't even remember Mantis's name, and uh, oh, that that was great. And then, and then we get Thor running into his mom, who immediately knows that he's from the future 
which yeah, was hilarious because cool. he's trying to play it off like, what? No, I'm not this. And she's like, I was raised by witches. You don't think I know this? And he just goes, I'm totally from the future. And just totally breaks <laughs> just down. Spills the beans. <laughs> and that was a that was a beautiful scene. Um, really well done. Um, we pretty yeah. much got all the characters to have th- their like, moment. And we got to see him with his mom. When they went back to the 70s, we got to see yeah, Tony Stark scene. with Howard Stark, Howard Stark, which was a great scene. Um, uh, Cap seeing Peggy again. Cap seeing Peggy quick. again. So, Because those are the three – I mean those are the three main characters yeah. of, of this universe. It, it's Cap, Thor, and uh, and Iron Man. Yeah. It's, yeah, great cathartic moments for all of them. Yeah, very, very much so. So uh, now back to after the snap. So they, they snap. But of course, Thanos – with Nebula, we talked about that. He found out about this, so they replaced Nebula, the good Nebula, with the bad Nebula. No one else knows. She then uses the time portal to bring Thanos and his entire freaking ship yeah. into the uh, present. And as soon as they snap, he just destroys the Avengers the compound. compound. Just obliterates yeah. it. And somehow everyone survives. Yeah, um, somehow. But... And, you know, so now he's here. He sends Nebula out to go find the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, everyone's, Hawkeye finds it. Yeah, course. everyone's trying to recover from this. Hawkeye's the one who finds it, which was awesome. And so he's yeah. trying to hold on to it. We see a bunch of the... The biters the, from Wakanda. The weird, creepy things that yeah. are going down there. And so he's running from those. Um, Cap and Iron Man and Thor are all together. Uh War Machine and Rocket, and Rocket. Are, are trapped, and Ant-Man ends up going to save them. But Thanos is sitting there, and then we finally get the showdown between the main three Ooh. and Thanos, which is just awesome. I mean, it is so great, because, I mean, you just you forget how powerful Thanos is. I mean, like you, you see him in the beginning of Infinity War where he just beats Hulk easily. But in this Well, movie, he also had the Power Stone. That's true, but I mean, like, even without it, I'm sure he would still give him a run for his money. Because in this movie, he's got that that giant double edged sword the, thing, which is awesome. The big helicopter blade. Yeah, yeah, like he could literally use that. And like, yes, yeah, I'm got assuming Iron Man. is made of vibranium. Because I, I guess it, it destroys Cap Shield. Right. So it, I, w- I would assume it would have to had to be made of vibranium. I mean, you assume they have just as powerful metals all around the universe and stuff. No, because they say the most powerful metal in the universe is vibranium. I thought they said the world. I'm pretty sure they said the universe, but I don't know. Uh, I, I, have, I have to go back. <laughs> anyway, just we have an awesome showdown uh, with all of them. Again, a little weird that Stormbreaker is pretty much ineffective this sure. time against Thanos, but that's fine. Maybe, maybe we can just talk that up to Hulk being, or uh, to Thor being out of shape and he's not as powerful. I don't know. Sure. I'll give it that. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, we have all that going on and it's not going well for, uh, yeah. for the Avengers, which again is a little odd that the three most powerful Avengers can't do anything against Thanos who doesn't have the infinity gauntlet, which is a little odd, but again, it's fine and it doesn't matter cause it's awesome. Yeah, and, it's still uh, awesome. And then we we get a pretty pretty great moment. Which look, I'm I'm notorious for not being a big Captain America fan. Um, oh. I'm just not a, I'm just not a big fan of the character. I'm a fan of the movies. I think his are some of the best movies. But I'm just personally he he's too much like Superman to me, and he annoys me um, for the most part. But 
Holy crap, we get an awesome <laughs> moment of Thor's about to be killed with his own axe by Thanos. And all of a sudden, uh, Mjolnir goes flying. You all, It's almost taken straight out of, like, uh, the freaking uh, The Force Awakens. Yeah, you're right. Where you see the lightsaber go flying and it goes past Finn and into Rey's hand. Well, it goes past Thor and into freaking Cap's hand. And it's awesome. Oh, my God. And then, and then Thor just goes, yes, I knew it. <laughs> Of course, going back to Age of Ultron when Cap was the only one able to budget. Um, and, dude, and, and you I, just get a, a great facial of Thor just totally confused um, in that moment. And, oh, that is – that's great. That So we like, get – like, Did you honestly think they would ever – like after that scene in Age of Ultron, they would actually ever have Cap use Mjolnir? To be honest, I didn't even think I thought about it again. It's not – it wasn't even like a – yeah, oh, oh, just, they'll never do this or whatever. Yeah. Or I, I just didn't even – it just didn't even cross my mind until I, just, I saw I, that I happen. That, yeah, I didn't think that like the uh, like occasion or the call would ever come for it. It's like, oh, that was a cool, cool little – oh, you know, Cap's worthy. Nope. Right. <laughs> like he is – No, no, he's, he's worthy. <laughs> <laughs> it was all, I mean our whole theater just went crazy when that happened. And, yeah. and usually I'm not a fan of the whole crowd cheering. Oh, I, I hate it. But I was, but this movie, again, there were moments where I was I was okay with. If it's earned, yeah, I mean, it's okay. You know, I'll, I'll make an exception a very brief handful of times, and, and this was yeah. definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. Cap just starts to go to town on Thanos. However, it doesn't last very long. And uh, so now Iron Man's pretty much been down for the counts. At this point, Thor's kind of down. The other Avengers are still kind of trapped. Um, Cap is just trying to hold him off. It's just Cap, and he's getting just pummeled by Thanos. Again, He his shield is getting hacked to pieces, which is awesome. Uh, that that, that happens part- in Infinity Gauntlet, the uh, the yeah, book. My, my heart was just dropping when that happened. Because, you know, you're thinking, oh, this is this is probably the end. You know, yeah. like th- this might I, be I how was- he goes out. And then you get, a, he, you get an awesome shot of him just getting up retightening the broken shield and just standing there. Cause at this point Thanos is like, this is when we get the line when he's talking about, you know, I do this at random. I, it, none of this is personal. None of this, but I am going to enjoy wiping out your planet. And then he just unloads the legions of yeah. whatever, all the creatures that he has basically a whole country of just creatures. Oh, yeah. And he's just going to wipe. He's like, forget the stones. At this point, he's like, just forget the stones. I'm wiping y- y'all out anyway. Yeah. And it's just Cap and legions of these oh, things. It's, it's one of the coolest shots in film history of just Cap standing there. It's while you so see, good. He's just standing there. He tightens entire, the shield. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's this classic line. I can do this all day. Well, but he doesn't say that, but... No, he says it they earlier. Made, they made fun, fun of, of that earlier, which is funny. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I'm glad he didn't say here, but it's it, right. but it's that line embodied in him just getting up and standing in front of this army. But then we get the best moment in the history of movies. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, one of the greatest shots ever in movies. Yeah. Well, then it gets even better because all of a sudden you hear Falcon come over the radio, and he's calling Cap. Cap's just so confused, he's like, wait, what? And then he says, on your left, call back to when they first met in Winter Soldier. And you just see a a Doctor Strange portal open up. And out comes from Wakanda, Black Panther, and Suri, and Okoye. And then you see Falcon come flying in. And then all of a sudden, just 
tons of portals start opening and every character in the history of the world comes out onto the same battlefield I mean, and it is awesome oh it is I mean, so beautiful it's literally everybody i mean it's, it's, it's freaking valkyrie on the pegasus it's I mean, it's, yeah, it's the Asgardians, never, the Wakandans, the, the other, all the um, weird sorcerers. Uh, sorcerers. I mean, you, you get the Guardians coming back, uh, Spider-Man coming back. You get everyone coming back, and it is just such an awesome shot. And then you get the best part of the whole movie, mm. and you get finally <laughs> Captain America saying Avengers, a symbol. And that is probably my favorite moment in any movie ever. How can it not be? Oh my gosh. I was so happy when that happened. And the way it was done was so perfect. It made yeah. me it made me tear up. I was so Oh god, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was done I so mean, perfectly. I, I just I was starting to think, I don't know if I've ever seen anything in a, like a theater that epic. Oh like <laughs> no. I mean No. I mean even like Return of the King, Final Battle, like freaking the Dark Knight, like I just nothing, nothing no. compares to the goosebumps, and then yeah, like I freaking teared up when that happened because, I mean, it's literally like the the best of like comic books, like you know the event comics yep. come to life on the screen. Oh, and like again, yes, we just was. never thought we would see this many characters something like this ever happen before. No, no, and it, oh man, it, it it's, it's topped off by the words, you know, of oh, course. and, and like, the way it's delivered and everything is just so the well score, done. We hear the theme again. Oh my gosh, it's it's beautiful, it's and it it is it. That's the best way to describe it. It is perfect. It is a perfect moment, and and then uh, I think right after that is when Ant Man then bursts. Yeah, he goes giant again and bursts everyone out, and so War Machine comes out, uh, Hulk comes out, and uh, Rocket Rocket comes out, and so you have everybody here, and it and then and then and then we get a whole another showdown. Where it's showdown showdown. to be honest, it's not necessarily the best battle. I, no. I but but again, there's it can't. I mean, there's so many characters that they're, they're trying to, you know, to have some sort of coherent narrative and all these characters fighting. But they they give pretty much everyone their their moments and. Well, it's just the emotion of everybody together. Oh, like, that's all yeah, that matters. Yeah, it's not even about the action itself. Like no. the battle of Titan is still probably the best battle because it's so dynamic and well, different. even the battle of wakanda had yeah, yeah, a ton yeah. of characters but it was a little bit cleaner but but again it that's not it's not the point it's not yeah. the point <laughs> we had the everyone here i mean we get everyone's getting their little moment um tony and spider-man which i don't care about i'm sorry i don't <laughs> I care know. about their relationship at all um although the uh the instant kill mode scene was kind of funny that, that, that was, was a nice yeah. callback. Um, I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, that was a nice callback with Peter Parker. Uh, then then we yeah. have, out of all of this, we have Hawkeye coming out of the rubble with the gauntlet. Yeah. And then we get, I don't know, a weird chase of the MacGuffin scene with uh, everybody just going and... Okay, this is a, a great moment that I feel like is massively underappreciated. And I don't oh. know if almost anyone got this or, or cared, but I did. So Clint has the gauntlet and is running and, it, you know, he's trying to avoid everyone. And all of a sudden he runs in a Black Panther who then says, Clint, let, let me let me have it. But he calls him by name, calling back to Civil War when they meet oh. at the airport. And he's like, 
Wait, oh. you're new. We haven't met. I'm Clint. And he just goes, I don't care. I don't care. And so here he calls him by name and, oh and like, God. like here, trust me, I, I got this. Oh, you're so right. And it's yeah. that's, brilliant. That's a, that's a beautiful thing is that not only does this movie have so much like, you know, callbacks to the old movies that I, I'm sure I missed. I obviously I missed that one, but now going back and watching the other movies, like the previous movies, like this movie is just going to make the, a lot of those moments so much more profound, especially when you know, what they're building up to and like what they're referencing to, but that, that you're totally right. That was definitely from civil war. Yep. And I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah. I was so happy with that scene. Then, you, then you have black Panther, take it, you have Spider-Man then take it, which he's the perfect one to, to keep anything away. Uh, this Spider-Man is just pathetic and really <laughs> can't do anything. It's just such a shame. Uh, aside from them, just not making this the, even the character of Spider-Man at all. They make him not powerful at all. Spider-Man is one of the most powerful Marvel characters. He he's one of the strongest like behind like Hulk and Thor. He's yeah. like like he's bested by Captain America in the other movie. It's like no, he would beat the crap out of Captain America. Like right. I just hate how this character they've shrunk him down to like almost nothing. I mean, even in the fighting, and he's easily taken out by, like, an explosion. There was a nice scene of him being picked up by Valkyrie, and that was cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, he's about to, he's just curling up in a fetus because he's a wimp, and he's about to get destroyed. And then we have Captain Marvel come flying in, and she single-handedly blows up the whole ship and uh, comes down. Now, I didn't talk about this yet. Oh. My biggest problem, the first time I watched this movie is the whole time I was just dreading Captain Marvel. Yeah. The whole... Which she's, she's not in the movie at all. I, I know, which I was so happy about, but I, I was know. dreading it. The, right from the beginning, when she comes in, and then they yep. go and kill Thanos, I was like, oh, no. I immediately hated her. I, I haven't even seen Captain Marvel. I immediately yeah. hated her. and um, But then she leaves and, uh, and goes away and whatever, and then it's gone the whole movie. Yep. And then she comes flying back in, destroys everything, and I was like... I swear. So the whole ending of this movie, I'm just like, I swear if they have her do anything, I'm going to be so mad. So it really took away the first time I watched this for a lot of the ending because I was just sitting here on the edge of my seat like, they better not do that. Yeah, no, I, I was the same way. I was worried that she was going to be the one to kill Thanos because I know they want her to be the the kind of the the leader of the new yeah iteration. that that won't who work. cares that won't work but no, I know I agree I was the same way I was like oh please don't let her be the one to upstage everything and the funny part is when she destroys his ship single handedly that should have been a clap moment oh no nobody reacted nobody in any of the theaters I was at I was at two sold out showings the opening weekend I went Thursday night and Saturday night not a single reaction not a noise not a clap. Nothing, no. because nobody freaking cares, especially not in this movie. Because it's just, like, I mean, even in the comics, she's overpowered, but her movie and in that scene just shows how it, it just completely alleviates any type of tension. It's like, yep. okay, they're all fighting for their lives. You know, literally, Thanos has assembled the biggest army ever seen, and she destroys the whole ship just by flying through it. And that's what happened at the end of her movie. She destroys, like, a whole freaking Kree armada single-handedly. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. She can, she goes super Saiyan and can't be stopped, but. Right. But fortunately, uh, she comes down, does a little snarky comment, snarky comment to Peter, Maybe which was kind of, which yeah. was pretty funny. Um, yeah. And then he gives her the gauntlet or 
Almost does. I forgot what happened. He, I don't think he does. I think he gets knocked no, away think, or something. Yeah, I think Thanos comes in right, yeah. after, right before that. But then, right off the bat, when I was put at ease a little bit, was then when... Because uh, then Captain Marvel then is joined with all the other women characters. Uh, and, yes. I, and once that happened, I was like, okay... I think we'll be all right because they're immediately yeah. not having her just beat everybody. They're like yeah. kind of having her team up with her. And I was like, okay, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. <laughs> so, so I was yeah. I was pretty happy with that. Um, and we didn't talk about again go, going back to Scarlet Witch in the battle. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Before so all she, this, yeah, yeah. So she shows up and she obviously has some unfinished business with Thanos, of course. And she even says that she was like, "You literally took everything from me." And so we see her showdown with Thanos, and dude, she kicks his ass. And yeah, like, yeah, and she to does. me, and to me, that's not that's not a like a, a like a kind of screw you Captain Marvel moment. It, like, her, like her, she we forget how powerful she is, right? And well, Infinity she doesn't War, even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. But Infinity War, she's literally destroying Vision, like the the man she loves most, with one hand, it's and robot. holding Thanos off with the other. And we just we, and all we talk about is Captain Marvel and how powerful she is. It's like, no, can can Scarlet Witch get some appreciation here? Eh, I mean, I, I appreciate her more than Captain Marvel, one yeah. million percent. But I don't know. I've never been a big fan of her character. She's annoyed no, me no. ever since Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, she's all right, and then as soon as she's in Civil War, she's just annoying to me. She's so annoying. Everything she does is wrong, and she's too stupid to realize it. And it's just she just bugs me. And I'm well, sorry, yeah. I, I know it's from the comics, I read a bunch of them, I, I don't care at all about the Wanda-Vision relationship, because it's oh, a, ro- I'm really sorry, either. it's a robot, I just, I don't, I don't care about robots, the only robots I care about in the world are C-3PO and R2-D2, that is it, those are the only ones, I didn't care about the stupid robot in Solo, I, I, I don't care, it's just not emotional for me, when a ro- when anything happens to a robot, why is Vision breathing heavy throughout that whole movie? Why, why is he, like, struggle? Like, I understand why he'd be struggling because it's mechanic, but why is he breathing heavy? He doesn't breathe. Like, yeah. there's so many, I don't know. Just to me, I don't care about that. And everything she did, especially in Infinity War, really annoyed me. Um, <laughs> until until she, like, drove those, like, uh, like big blades and killed everybody. That oh, was yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I'm hoping that maybe she'll be a little bit better. Miron out. But yeah, no, that moment was pretty cool though when she just yeah, had it, Thanos it, and was just dragging him up and it was like ripping all of his armor off and that was and, and again, that's the only time in this whole movie until the end that we see him desperate. Yeah, because like when that scene happens, he he calls on a ship to start to start firing, and they're even like like well, won't that kill our own people? He's like, I don't care. Yeah. And that's how yeah, Spider Man gets knocked out and stuff, and yeah. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Gamora, but she comes back into yeah, the present. Yeah, um, And then she beats up a quail. And we, but we see her starting to turn, even though this is pre-Guardians Gamora. Right. We still, obviously, she's always hated Thanos, so so that's already right. still there. The seeds are there. She helps the the good uh, Nebula, and then uh, and then yeah, we get her interaction with Peter Quill, which of course. He sees her. She's dead. He can't believe it. <laughs> she just knees him in the balls, which is great because she doesn't know this guy. Uh-huh. And then oh, she I even think- looks over. She looks at Nebula and is like, this is the guy? And uh-huh. Nebula goes, it was either him or a tree. <laughs> that, that, was like, that was one of the funniest scenes in the movie for sure. <laughs> oh, that was such a great line. It was either him or a tree. But uh, like, that, like that part almost teared up too because I was so happy to see Quill with Gamora yeah. again because like, 
talk about a character who's been through the most like quill poor quill to be honest though i didn't i didn't get that emotion just because i'm just i just don't care about the gamora character really um, I don't. I don't either. But I. I care about her with the guardians. Sure. 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 Yeah. 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 And and, and Quill's reaction. Everything was great. Yeah. Um, it's more about him having her back than her being back. You know. Yeah. So that was, that was great. But anyway, we're we're pretty much we're pretty much to to the end here, and uh, we get it. We get a showdown with Captain Marvel and Thanos, and pretty cool moment where. After Thanos tries to headbutt her and it doesn't work, he just plucks off the power stone and then punches her in the face. That was awesome. Yeah. That was brilliant. That, that was a brilliant move. I like that a lot. See, to me, that's a level of realism that makes sense to me. Like, obviously, it's all fa- it's all not real. But, like, it makes sense where, I like, you're, if you're in a battle, you're going to try anything you can think of. And I like that element. It felt yeah. natural to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a cool moment. But then, then I mean, we have the pretty much the final showdown with Tony Stark and with Thanos. But right before this happens, yes. we get an awesome interaction with Doctor Strange, who's, of course, back. And we get Tony Stark, and he basically is pleading with him, just being like, please tell me this is the one that you saw. The one out of the 14 million 600 and whatever. Five. Five. That... That we win. And Doctor Strange is like, I can't tell you. If I tell you, it won't happen. Which to me is a yes. But anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> but which makes total sense to me. That that makes yeah. total sense to me. Because cause obviously he knows that the way is for Tony Stark to die. And mm-hmm. you can't know that. Because even if you're willing to do this, it still can lead to unintentional hesitation or whatever. Like there's so many factors that can take place when you know what's supposed to happen, especially when it's that, that heavy. Yeah. So I, I love that. Yeah. But then later on, like when the, like the river, you know, breaks and all the waters rushing in, you know, Dr. Strange like swirls up all the water with the, or he holds it like, you know, with the magic and stuff. And then like, as everything's going down, Tony looks at him and he just slowly pulls up that one finger. Yep. And it's like they both know this is the one. Yep. And it's like that's when everything snaps for Tony. Yeah, literally. Um yeah, that that was that was such a great moment. He's fighting Thanos. He's pretty much getting destroyed cuz at this point Thanos has the gauntlet. He has all the yep. stones and the gauntlet at this point. Um Captain Marvel prevented a snap earlier and then now Tony's trying to prevent it. And um so he, you know, he's trying to hold off his hand and everything. He can't get it off. And then finally Thanos shakes him off and he goes to snap, but nothing happens. And he turns the gauntlet around and the stones are gone. Now, real quick, I want to put this out there. Okay. So in Infinity War, right? Uh, they yeah. make a big deal of this yeah. gauntlet that can only be made. By Peter Dinklage on this whatever planet with the star and molded from there. And that's the only thing that can harness the power of the stones. When in reality, all you needed was just Earth tech and it yeah. works fine. Yeah, I mean, that that was like that was what I was referring to earlier when I talked about there are some conveniences that happen. Yeah, because I mean, that's that's one of them. And if you if you want to let that ruin the whole movie for you, fine. But right, they have to get another gauntlet somehow, because obviously the one from that is destroyed or right. is 
hasn't been made yet, I guess, technically or whatever. But yeah, so that, that sure, you can bring up that as a little glare. But you know, that wasn't like a, they just forgot about it. Like, oh yeah, I guess no. that was a problem. It's like they knew that and they're like, we got to make it happen anyway. However, that does not matter because yeah. I think it's awesome using the Iron Man thing. Anyway, back to the moment. Thanos looks, stones are gone. Looks over at Tony Stark, who has put them in the Iron Man gauntlet and holds it up. And for the first time, I guess, other than the Scarlet Witch moment, Thanos just reeks of desperation. Yeah. Knowing that it's basically over. And he says, I am inevitable, which he said earlier on in regards to his plan. And (laughs) and we get... The other best moment of the whole thing, where Tony Stark just looks at him, just unfazed, realizing what this means. He realizes all this. What is going on? What is at stake? He's had a family. He He's basically tried to... His, his whole goal has been trying to save the world, but yet trying to kind of do it in the easiest way possible, for lack of a better term. Ba- basically always trying to find a loophole for the best scenario without having to go too dark and but all that he realizes comes to this moment everything he's worked for since the first movie and it loops it all around perfectly when he just stares at him and just says defiantly i am iron man and it's awesome and he snaps And decimates all of Thanos' creatures. And you get a great moment of Thanos just observing all of this happening. Realizing he failed. And he just sits down and just slowly dusts away. And it's it's so well done. So well acted by Josh Brolin and every... Oh, it's just so... Everything that's conveyed in just that moment with Thanos is just brilliant. It's a perfect ending for him, too, because, like, even thinking about it, I'm like, any other character, especially Captain Marvel defeating him, but any other character just getting that, like, final kill or blow on him or so, or even all of them, like, powering together like they kind of did on Ultron when right. Vision and, like, that that just wouldn't, this just felt like the ultimate ending and perfect conclusion to both, obviously, Iron Man, but also how Thanos, but, you know, because he gets wiped out but by, by basically the thing that he wanted most. Yep. You know, to, to snap it. And eventually that's what he he's the one who experiences it. And and like and it's great because his face is kind of the face that everyone has in the beginning third of this movie of dealing with that shock. It just like, oh, this is it. Like everything I know is gone now. Yep. And it was it was perfect. Oh, it was so well done. And uh, so everyone's decimated. But of course, we've already seen it almost killed Thanos. It almost killed Hulk. It's not. It's not doing well for for uh, Tony Stark, who's just a normal human. Yep. And he's you know all you just see him all just burnt, destroyed, sitting there on death's door, and you get a moment with with uh, Peter Parker comes over again. Pepper. I don't really care because I, I'm I'm a little annoyed that it was Peter Parker over there just because they've met twice and three times and I just don't care about that relationship personally they really tried to build that relationship up to me too much 
why, why could it not have been Rhodey over there? That would have made way more sense to me. Um, yeah. Anyway, but so after that, then we get Pepper over there, which I remember watching this and I was like, move, Peter, move. Pepper's right there. Like, move. Yeah. <laughs> and and then she goes over and it's just a beautiful moment. Again, I've not been a huge Pepper fan either, but no. uh, other than the first movie, I've not really been a fan of her at all. But it's still just a beautiful moment where yeah, Tony's cheers. Tony's he's fading. He's done. He he doesn't speak. He he That's can't last, speak yeah. any of this. His last words are "I am Iron Man," which is brilliant. And, and there's a there's a good little scene with Pepper where earlier on in the movie, I think you know, in the five year like you know when they show his daughter and stuff, um, she asks him like if he can rest, and he says like no, basically because he's still thinking about right the time travel stuff. But then. Yeah, after he's basically dying from the Infinity Gauntlet, she says, "You can finally rest now." Yeah. Oh, it's 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 beautiful. It is Dude, a beautiful I, I, moment. Everybody in my theater was crying. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and it's just a perfect final thing. I mean, because again, I love this because too many times in movies, whoever the the girlfriend or the wife is, they're always annoying. Like almost all the time, they're annoying. They're they're like Black Widow. Or not Black Widow. They're they're like Scarlet Witch in freaking Infinity War, where it's just like, no, we we have to let everyone die so you can live. Like I just hate it so much. Oh, right, right. But Pepper wasn't like that. She knows exactly what's at stake. She knows all of this, and and her you know her saying you you can you did it, you yeah. did it, and you can you can rest now. Yeah. And it's 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 beautiful. It's fantastic. Oh my god! Yeah. And then uh, Tony Stark dies. The uh, see the. See the light go out. Yep, the light, the light on the arc reactor go out, and and that's it. He's he's done. Goes out the exact way he came in, and he goes out perfect. on I am Iron Man, and it's perfect. And apparently that wasn't even in the original script. They didn't even For come Andy? up with it. Yeah, they didn't come up with that. That he didn't say anything, and they were editing, and and the Russos were like, we need a line here, and they could not come up with it, which to me makes them seem really dumb. But uh, and then it's I not, think the editor was like, "Why?" It mentioned it said he should say, "I'm Iron Man," and then well, they're like, "Oh, well, duh, of course." What is from the other movie? And apparently they were like, "Get the cameras. We need to go shoot this tomorrow." Well, and, it, and it's perfect because that was how it was in the first Iron Man because that wasn't right. their original ending. So wow, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's just perfect. Perfect bookends to this whole franchise. Ah, oh, so well done fantastic and then um we get several epilogues after that um we get to see obviously we see the funeral for tony stark which is very well done the only thing that ticked me off was just seeing aunt may there makes me so angry that Um, was dumb but but, uh, that makes me so angry how awesome was it they got the kid back from iron man 3 even though we hate that movie it's like to be honest i had no idea till like yesterday or a couple days ago i didn't know I was confused because I saw, like, you see this, like, guy who's, like, 16. Right, it was very weird. Like, who's that guy? And then my sister was like, who is that guy? I'm like, oh, that's the kid from Iron Man 3. Uh, Yeah, I never put that together until I I heard someone say it recently. I saw Iron Man 3 on the opening opening night, and again, I'll never see that again. And I've forgotten everything about it on purpose, so that's why I didn't recognize him. Um, It was cool they got the kid back. Sure, sure, whatever. Um... But yeah, we it just pans. We see everyone there. Um, you know, Cap, Thor, Happy uh, with his daughter. Yeah, all all the Avengers. We see Hawkeye and his family. 
Fury. Um, yep, we then see Fury, who isn't in the movie at all until then, no. which is kind That's of it. surprising. Same with uh, the other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents with uh, Hill and some of the others. Yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel's there. And um, and then, a, you know, then, then, yeah, that is, it's a very awesome, it's an awesome shot. And, you know, uh, Bucky and... Uh, Falcon, there, there, everyone's there. Guardian, the Guardians, who, who still aren't dressed in like suits, they're still dressed in their their own that outfit, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and then, and then it's a beautiful moment of Pepper putting out this little like bouquet on onto the lake, and it has the first arc reactor that she had kept and made for him that said proof that Tony Stark has a heart, and the thing yeah. that saved him. In the yeah. first movie, after Obadiah had taken his arc reactor, which was beautiful. That was yeah. beautiful. Beautiful callback to the first movie. And then we had my third favorite scene of the entire movie with Happy and Morgan. Oh. And this is the other one that made me cry. Yeah. And, and you know, he's sitting there. Because, again, John Favreau is awesome. He's awesome director, which we talked about. He's an awesome actor. This started everything. And this character is awesome. Again, th- this is the this is the biggest character of all of them as far as relationship to Tony Stark. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, th- he's he's more than Pepper. He, he's longer, been there yeah. longer than all of them. And so he's sitting there with Morgan, his daughter, and it's just a oh, it's just a beautiful beautiful scene of him just kind of talking with her. Because earlier we saw a scene where Tony had a hologram talking with them, and we got the we didn't even talk about the "Love You 3000 uh, line, you 3000, which is yeah. which is well done. Um, Callback yeah. with with his daughter, and then um, but then we have Happy sitting there with Morgan, and he's just kind of talking with her. He's just like, "How you doing? How you doing, kiddo?" And she's like, "Fine." And she says she's hungry. He's like, "Oh, what are you hungry for?" And she says, "Cheeseburgers." And I lost it when uh, when she said that. Callback to the first movie. Where he gets back from Afghanistan. You're right. And the first thing that he says when he gets in the car, Pepper's like, we need to go to the hospital. And he's like, nope, nope. First thing, I want an American cheeseburger and I want to call a press conference. And then we see him I eating. Even think about that. Then we see him eating Burger King when he comes driving up to the press conference and happy holding the bag for him with oh. the uh, thing. So she says that and he goes, you know, your dad liked cheeseburgers. I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want. Oh, that 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 got me. That and then Avengers Assemble were the two moments that got me probably more than any others in this movie. Well, and we're it, about to get the mind. Uh, what? Okay, yeah. And that was yeah. oh, that was just so so beautifully done. Again, the callback just perfect. Yeah, perfect. I didn't realize. And um, oh, it was it was beautiful. Um, so that that happens. And then another epilogue scene where we're back at the woods, I guess, outside of Tony's house. And they've rebuilt, I guess Hulk has rebuilt the uh, time thing they work to go in the quantum realm or whatever. Because they have to return the stones. Because we talked about that. They got to fix those timelines by returning them. Although to me, how do they return the soul stone? How do they return the staff to Hydra? There's a lot of confusion for me in doing that. Like, I get the Time Stone and some of those other ones, but it's like, the Soul Stone can't be returned. So, anyway. I don't know. Regardless, so Cap is going to go do it. Of course, he's got the... He still has Mjolnir because <laughs> we didn't talk about that funny moment in the battle when... Oh, yeah. He then 
grabs Stormbreaker. I guess he's worthy for that one too. And then Thor has Mjolnir, and he's like, "No, no, no, the small one's yours." That was that. That was real funny. Anyway, it's definitely something Thor would say. Yeah. So he's got to go back. Cap's gonna go do it, and it's gonna take him however long he needs. But for some reason, in the present time, it's only gonna take him five seconds. So he goes in, and then you know you see Hulk counting down, and Bucky's there. We get a nice moment with him and Bucky as well before he goes. And then he doesn't come back when he's supposed to. And everyone's very confused. And Hulk's like, what, what What? happened? He was supposed to come back. And then as they're kind of scrambling, you see Bucky look over. And over on a bench next to the, uh, the lake, you see an old man sitting there. And then... For some reason, it's Falcon and not Bucky that walks yeah. over there, and and it's old, it's old Cap, it's old, old Steve, Steve Rogers, and it looks great. Oh, yeah, very I, well I, done. At first, I, at first, I thought it was a different actor. I'm like, how did they find someone who looked like him? Yeah, it's very and, well and then he done. Spoke. I was like, wow. Like th- this is probably the best old makeup I've ever seen done in any movie. Probably. I mean, yeah. it, it it's brilliant. Because again, we've seen them do this before in other movies, like with Peggy, Peggy Carter and stuff, and it just doesn't look quite as good. But it looked great. Yeah, it um, great. With him, and of course, that's that's a beautiful. That's just a beautiful moment. With yeah, so so of course yeah. Uh, oddly, Falcon is the one who goes over instead of Bucky, which still a little weird to me. Yeah, and I and I feel like my my theory on why it was Falcon is is kind of cynical, but I'm not even gonna get into it. But yeah, so so he's curious, and he's like, you know, why are you old? And and you find out that Steve is like, you know what? When I went back, I just kind of figured I would try and live that life, you know, I, I always wanted. And, and it, like, yeah, like and the fact that he, could, and he also because, said, he said, I'm going to live that life that Tony always told me to get that too. Yeah. So that, that was a great moment. And then, you know, he, he, um, they're like, well, well, who's going to be cap or who's going to be leading us. And of course he, he brought back, uh, the shield that wasn't destroyed by Thanos and gives it to Falcon. And so of course now Falcon is going to be, I guess the new cap, which, doesn't that happen in the comics? Falcon yeah, it point? happened a few years ago. Uh, Cap did, yeah. Uh, Which, yeah, everyone Falcon is, was expecting Cap. Bucky to be the new Cap. But I'm still disappointed about that. but I am, I am too, in a way. But we but we also get a, a, a great callback from another movie, um, from Saving Private Ryan, fittingly, where um, Falcon sees that Cap has a wedding ring on. And he's like, oh, he's like, I see you settled down. He's like, do you want to tell me about the girl? And and Cap just kind of smiles. Is like, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> and, that was a great and we moment. Cut, and we cut to the scene, my favorite scene in the movie, the scene that just got me, where I, I wept like a like a teenage girl. And we 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 cut back to I, in the forties or fifties at, at this home, and they're playing the song that was the song that played in Winter Soldier when when Cap came back to his apartment and Nick Fury was waiting there for him. And you just see, you go through the house and you see Cap dancing with Peggy. And he he finally got to take her up on a dance he promised her and at the end of First Avenger. And it just right. ends with them two together and kissing. And oh my god, I I lost it. I mean, I had already been crying from Tony and from all the, the Avengers Assemble and just all the amazing moments. But that was the one where I just broke down because it's, it's literally the final shot. Yeah. And, and, to, and like you said with Tony, that, that to me is 
the perfect ending for this Captain America is. I, I could not think of a better way for them to end it because I was worried he was going to die because, of course, you know, if anybody's going to sacrifice himself, obviously Steve is the one who's most willing to do it, you know, majority of the time. But it you know, it was such a perfect scene, I, I think. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It, it was great. Um, I'm I'm still very confused with the logistics of all of that. Uh, but don't care. But yeah, ultimately, it, it doesn't really matter. Um I mean, how was he back in that spot? Anyway, um, apparently I heard from someone that says that he went back, lived in this alternate timeline, this parallel timeline, and then jumped back into that moment. I don't hmm. believe that because I don't see how in the world he would have then time traveled at that old age again. No, anyway, what I what I, what it could be is that he went back, you know. So this version of him went back to right after you know he saved the day in First Avenger, right? Had that life with Peggy. But then came back for when Avengers happened because remember his old self is in the ice, right? And just never got that one out, and so he took the place of that one and did everything up until then, making him wind up at the same place we found him in, but older. Uh, uh, maybe I don't know. I just assumed he lived during the time when he was in the ice, so that that's why there was no interaction. Like that's how or, there or could that, be two yeah. of them there. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. But that's I don't it. know. Ultimately it doesn't matter. Yes. It really doesn't. No. It was, it was it beautiful and it was a great oh. ending. And uh, yeah, and that's the end of the movie. Then we got an awesome part during the credits where we get an homage to all of them as we see their name come up and their autograph come up. And that was yeah, a really cool, cool, really cool moment there. And then that was it. No after credit scene, which I loved. Cause I was I like, loved. how could there be an after credit scene? It's over. And that's the whole thing is that after credit scenes are, are teaser teases for the next movie. And this right. one's like, no, we're, we're not going to tease you and take your mind off. This is the end. Marvel's like, done such a good job where they haven't even announced anything. The only movie yeah. that's coming out is Spider-Man. And that's it. I mean, obviously, like so we're like, oh, there's going to be Captain Marvel 2. There's going to be Black Panther 2. There's going to be Doctor Strange. But they have not officially announced any of them. Yeah. I mean, part of me is hoping. I mean, I do love I do love Doctor Strange and Black Panther and stuff, but. Part of me is hoping they would just end it here. Like even like I wish they would just cancel that Far From Home movie. <laughs> yeah, me just, too. And just end it here and like me you know too. again just wait a couple years and and do it all again but different next time. But I agree. But again, it's like the the ending that we we could have imagined for this whole iteration could not have been better. No, no, it, it was perfectly done. Um, I loved it. It was amazing. It's made more money than any movie this quickly ever. It's already up to like one, almost one point seven billion dollars. Um, it hasn't even been out a week yet. It, it's it's I guess it's a week tonight uh, when we're recording this on a Thursday, and uh, yeah, it's made over four hundred fifty million dollars just in the U.S. And uh, yeah, it, it made it made over a hundred million more than the Force Awakens opening weekend. Yeah, I I hope it can knock off. Avatar, I don't know if it's possible, but I really hope it does. I really do. I, I, like, honestly, like, even if they didn't, all they would have to do is re-release it in theaters as, like, a back-to-back event with, like, Infinity War or something. Yeah. Like, just do that. Just whatever whatever it takes <laughs> to defeat Avatar. That's the whole tagline is whatever it takes. Yeah, like, do it. Yep. Just defeat Avatar, please. This movie deserves to be. I agree. I totally agree. This this deserves to be number one. But uh, yeah, anyway. years build up hey that is the best part 11 years of build up i again like like this was perfect for me like i missed all these other things getting to experience them 
But I got to fully experience this one. I saw I saw Iron Man in the theater opening day. I believe it it's today. It's May 2nd, yep. 2008. See? This movie came out uh, when we're recording this today. So it's literally to the day, 11 years. And uh, I saw it then, and I've seen every movie except for Captain Marvel. I'll see it at some point, but I've seen all of them, most of them in the theaters, all except Captain Marvel and Ant-Man and the Wasp. And, you know, and it's all to this, and it, it earned it. It earned it yeah. from all of us, and they can take all the money. And I've seen it twice, and I'll see it who knows however many more times um, because it's it's worth it. Yeah. So that is our uh, rambling all over the place discussion on Endgame, <laughs> but we had to do it. I mean, come on. It, it's, yeah. it's Endgame. So that'll do it for this episode of the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Okay, I promise <laughs> next week... Batman and Harley Quinn, the abysmal for all those of you dying for us to do that. Movie. Yeah, the worst animated movie ever made, the worst Batman animated movie ever made. We are going to watch that next week. Ian hasn't seen it; he's going to watch it for the first time. We'll get his real, <laughs> raw reactions, and it is going to be a blast um, no when we do that. So that is coming up next week. Again, thanks so much for listening. That will do it for this episode of the Uncaped Crusaders Review. I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And have a great week.